Welcome to your Catholic Drive Time, keeping you informed and inspired. We love God. We ought to be able to talk about Him. Getting you started on your day. With the latest in breaking news and information from the Vatican to the White House and everything in between. It's serious. It's fun. It's your Catholic Drive Time. Now, here's your host, Joe McClain. Praise be to Jesus Christ. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time, keeping you informed and inspired. I'm your host, Joe McClain. It's great to be on with you. Praise be to God. Good morning. Hopefully uh, you survived the weekend. Hopefully everything went really, really well. But the good news is you're back at it. You get to go back to work, school, life, however, whatever's on your calendar today. We'll be praying for that here in a moment. But uh, joining the program once again, Adrian Fonseca back from the dead. Good morning to you, Adrian. Morning. Good morning. It's good to be here. Praise be to God. You have a pulse? I do. I do have a pulse. It's a a slow pulse. But, you know, (laughs) praise be to God. I'm here. So what was life like last week? You were you were out of the pocket all week long. I mean, how bad was how bad were things? Oh, you know, it was not not great. It was uh, I slept a lot, which was uh, nice. I slept probably like, I don't know, three fourths of the day. Um, but other than that, you know, it was good. It was good to uh, to recuperate. And I'm uh, ready for for the show. It's Praise be to God. We'll look forward to having you, and I'm looking forward to being back in the studio at some point this week. Uh, get out of this uh, crazy routine of being uh, sick all day long, <laughs> but we'll have to just see how things go this week. But we do have a, a great show lined up today. We're going to be speaking about the Traditionis Custodis uh, Moto Proprio uh, bombshell that dropped on Friday. We spoke to Deacon Nick uh, Donnelly last Friday. Just as it was being released to the public, we had him on to discuss that, but we'll follow up in the What's Concerning Us on Traditionis Custodis Moto Proprio today. And then in our guest segment, 35 past the hour, Gabriel X. Charles is going to be our guest. He's got a uh, podcast. I think he comes from... um, Someplace overseas, Singapore maybe, I'm not sure we're going to get his information during the guest segment, but we're going to be talking about the rise in the perversity in our culture. I mean, things do seem to be heating up a little bit. In fact, there was a video out over the weekend in Queens of a broad daylight a kidnapping attempt right off the streets of Queens. It was very disturbing as a parent. It, uh, it really gets your blood boiling. So we're going to be talking about that with Gabriel X. Charles from uh, from YouTube fame and from Instagram and whatnot. So we're going to have a conversation later in this hour. Good morning to you, Janelle. Good morning, Joe. Praise be to God. You survived the weekend. Yes, it was. It was a very great weekend. A little. I'm a little exhausted from it, but we're, it's good uh, to be from back. the weekend. Yes. <laughs> what could have happened over the weekend that you're exhausted? Lots of things happened over really? the weekend. Like you took naps, right? I mean, uh, that's... no. Unfortunately, I did not. But uh, hopefully, I'll be able to get back at it with a regular sleep schedule. <laughs> well. I still have to take naps personally uh, just to get through the day. It's, it's, I'm still pretty exhausted for the most part. But uh, speaking of exhausted, David Magianis is still here pitching in, helping us produce the program this morning. Good morning to you, David. Good morning, Joe. Good morning. Uh, yes, I am the pinch hitter for, uh, I was last <laughs> week and, uh, I am today and maybe no, a few no more pressure. days, maybe. No pressure. No pressure. No, no pressure. Uh, so was your weekend any good? I mean, did you get any rest? Uh, I did, and also, but, you know, celebrating birthdays is always fun, and uh, so I got a chance to do that on Saturday, so that was nice. 
Wonderful. Praise God. I don't mind birthdays as long as they're not my own. That's my rule. That's my <laughs> we'll rule. we'll remember that. We'll we'll yeah. withhold the cake from you, the yes, you know, please. the the balloons and everything. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> well, praise be to God, we're glad you're here. Now you're you're also gonna be producing Bree Dale's intersection show later this morning, so you're gonna have a, a full lineup today. Yes. Um praise be to God. We're grateful that you were pitched in, helped out when we needed you most. So thank you for keeping the show going. Yes, of course. Of course. All right, we're going to jump back into our program now. We're going to pray for your intentions, dear listener. Whatever is on your heart, whatever your needs are, we're going to be praying for that. And as I said, we'll be covering some breaking news in the What's Concerning Us at 15 past the hour. Uh, plus, we'll have breaking news and stories, saint of the day, gospel of the day, a little reflection, thanks to verboom.com forward slash GRN for sponsoring our program today. And then, of course, in the second hour, if you are at all able to join us, we have a brand new sponsor on the deck this week uh, for our fear and trembling game show which means you could possibly win a brand new prize a cool prize and uh, we'll have to just see how that goes but that's in the second hour so join us if you can but let's uh, let's jump in uh, in the name of the father the son and the holy ghost amen remember O most gracious virgin mary that never was it known that anyone who fled to thy protection implored thy help or sought thine intercession was left unaided Inspired by this confidence, I fly unto thee, O virgin of virgins, my mother. To thee do I come, before thee I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O mother of the word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in thy mercy hear and answer me. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. And now the good news, or the headlines, rather, with Janelle Lay. Looking at the headlines today, traditional mass restricted. Catholics continue to reel from Pope Francis's liturgical restrictions. Reported by the Church Militant, Francis cancels Benedict's Latin Mass decree. Pope Francis abrogated Pope Emeritus Benedict XVI's historic decree on the traditional Latin Mass Friday morning, sending seismic shockwaves across the Catholic Church. Previous norms, instructions, permissions, and customs that do not conform to the provisions of the present motu proprio are abrogated, Francis declared in his motu proprio euphemistically entitled Traditionalis Custodis, Guardians of the Tradition. The new decree, subtitled on the use of the Roman liturgy prior to the reform of 1970, severely restricts Samorum Pontificum, Benedict's 2007 motu proprio, which freed priests to celebrate the Tridentine Mass without Episcopal encumbrances. Francis justified his decision in an accompanying letter to bishops claiming, In defense of the unity of the body of Christ, I am constrained to revoke the faculty granted by my predecessors. The distorted use that has been made of this faculty is contrary to the intentions that led to granting the freedom to celebrate the Mass with the Roman Missal of 1962, he alleged. Francis said he was saddened that the Latin Mass is often characterized by a rejection of not only the liturgical reform, but of the Vatican Council II itself, with many people claiming, with unfounded and unsustainable assertions, that it portrayed the tradition and the true Church. At the same time, I am saddened by abuses in the celebration of the liturgy on all sides, the pontiff observed lamenting how a false notion of creativity while celebrating the new missile leads to almost unbearable distortions. Nevertheless, Francis maintains that the liturgical books promulgated by the saintly pontiffs Paul VI and John Paul II in conformity with the decrees of Vatican Council II are the unique expression of the Lex Orandi of the Roman Rite. 
Reported by Asia News, police monitoring Christians. An Indian's police superintendent calls for the surveillance of Christians. In a circular that could spark controversy, Sunil Sharma, superintendent of police in Sukma district, has instructed his subordinates and officers in charge of all local stations to closely monitor the activities of Christian missionaries and converted tribal individuals. Tribal Christians and Christian missionaries are working regularly in many areas of the district to prepare the tribals for conversion, says SP Sharma. And they try to entice tribals to convert, and this raises the possibility of conflict between local tribals and converted Christians. In fact, conflicts between missionaries and tribal people are a big issue in many tribal areas. The directive tells officers to constantly monitor the activities of Christian missionaries and converted tribals living in the district and report immediately if any of their actions seem suspicious. According to the police officer, the circular is more preventive in nature than repressive. He sent it in response to religious conversion activities in the nearby districts, noting that he did not want such a situation to arise in Sukma. While acknowledging that everyone has the right to follow their faiths, C.P. Sharma added that the police have been asked to gather their own information through their network on religious conversion activities by enticement. Father Babu Joseph S.V.D., a former spokesman for the Catholic Bishops' Conference of India, spoke to Asia News about the issue. Unfortunately, Father Babu noted, it has become routine for such or some organizations and some in the administration to target Christian missionaries under the pretext of religious conversion as if they did nothing else for society. In fact, I have always wondered why some right-wing organizations have rediscovered love for tribals whose lives have improved thanks to the intervention of Christian missionaries. Tribals have been there all this time and no Christian missionary forbids anyone from helping tribals to improve their lot. But when a Christian missionary helps tribals, his action is always labeled as an act of conversion for corruption. We have to challenge such hypocrisy. Our tribal brothers and sisters are honorable citizens of this country, just like everyone else, and have every right to determine the course of their life, including their religious beliefs. I'm Janelle Lay, and those are your headline news for Monday, July 19th. God love you. The saint of the day is Saint Macrina the Younger. She was born in the year 327 in Caesarea Cappadocia in modern-day Turkey. She's the daughter of Saint Emilia and Saint Basil the Elder and sister of Saint Basil the Great and Saint Gregory of Nyssa and Saint Peter of Sabaste. She was the granddaughter of Saint Macrina the Elder and called the Younger to distinguish between the two. She was educated by her mother and she could read from an early age. She was betrothed at the age of 12 to a young lawyer, but died before the wedding. She refused other offers of marriage and devoted herself to her family, then to religious life as a nun. She succeeded her mother as head of a small community of women in Pontes, which is part of modern day Turkey. Her biography and reminiscence of her writings were written by her brother, St. Gregory. She died in 379 in modern-day Turkey of natural causes. St. Macrina the Younger, pray for us. Praise be to God in all things. The gospel today comes to us from Matthew chapter 12, verses 38 through 42. Some of the scribes and Pharisees said to Jesus, Teacher, we wish to see a sign from you. He said to them in reply, an evil and unfaithful generation seeks a sign, 
but no sign will be given it except the sign of Jonah the prophet. Just as Jonah was in the belly of the whale three days and three nights, so will the Son of Man be in the heart of the earth three days and three nights. At the judgment, the men of Nineveh will arise with this generation and condemn it, because they repented at the preaching of Jonah, and there was something greater than Jonah here. At the judgment, the queen of the south will arise with this generation and condemn it, because she came from the ends of the earth to hear the wisdom of Solomon, and there is something greater than Solomon here. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. I want to thank verboom.com forward slash GRN for helping us to dive deep into the sacred scripture and the gospel today in order to uh, to pull out some great nuggets, the getting to the early church fathers and to some great commentary super fast. Uh, they make it. They make that very easy at verboom.com. That's V-E-R-B-U-M, verboom.com forward slash G-R-N. Thank you for sponsoring our program. Uh, the Catholic Ignatius Study Bible, Curtis Mitch, Dr. Scott Hahn, um, they point out the parallels between Jonah and Jesus and Solomon and Jesus. And I just love biblical typology. It's one of my favorite uh, topics to really explore in sacred scripture. And they are great about this, adding this to their their commentary. Uh, They say, Jonah prefigures Jesus in two ways. One, he is three days in the whale. uh, His three days in the whale foreshadow Jesus' resurrection on the third day. He He prefigures Jesus as a prophet to the Gentiles. As Jonah preached to Nineveh in Assyria... Uh, So Jesus ministers to Gentiles and commissions the international spread of the gospel. So a lot of great parallels there. That's just a nutshell summary of it. Uh, But as far as Solomon goes, Solomon reigned over all Israel and extended his dominion over other nations. He thus prefigured Christ as the son of David, the embodiment of wisdom, the new temple builder, and the divine ruler of both the 12 tribes and the nations of the world. Uh, And that that is as I think a beautiful image of the, uh, the Christ, you know, Solomon did prefigure Jesus in these wonderful ways. And unlike Solomon, Jesus would perfect, uh, this role as the Messiah, the anointed one to bring all nations, drawing him unto himself and not commit sin in the process. Uh, now the sign though, I think this was fascinating. St. Jerome had a beautiful, wonderful insight into the sign that they were asking for. He says they require a sign of him as though what they had seen were not signs and in another an evangelist what they required is more fully expressed we should see the sign from heaven we'll more we'll talk more about the sign in the next hour but don't go anywhere be right back Glorianshine.com, a generous underwriter of Catholic Drive Time. Glorianshine.com is a Catholic family-owned company making a variety of personal care products ranging from lotions, soap bars, gift boxes, body mist, beard care, and more. At Glorianshine.com, they state their mission is to, quote, craft every product with deep intention while holding a vision of sharing the gospel. They are good for the body, mind, and soul, unquote. God love you, Glorianshine.com. Thank you again. Ever feel like life's just too much? Maybe it's time for a change. God offers us relief and hope. So if you're feeling like you need more peace today, begin at catholicscomehome.com. 
I used to wonder if God really cared about me. Then I started praying and going to church. I realized that God in my life was the difference between occasionally being happy and finding lasting joy. If you're looking for something more, check out catholicscomehome.com. Howdy, this is Adrian Fonseca, producer of the Catholic Drive Time Show. Heard Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. Central and 7 a.m. Eastern, right here on the Guadalupe Radio Network. And I'm proud to tell you that Real Estate for Life is an underwriter of Catholic Drive Time. Real Estate for Life connects home buyers and sellers to real estate agents while supporting pro-life organizations, offering their clients a faith-based experience. They are online at realestateforlife.org. That's realestateforlife.org. God love you. great to be on with you. Praise be to God. Coming up at 35 past the hour, Gabriel X. Charles is going to be our guest. He is, uh, he's got a podcast called The Catacomb Diaries, and we're going to be conversating about the rise in perversity in our culture. So there's a lot to get into with that. Is a young person, is a young Catholic, getting his thoughts I think is very important, and we're going to have a conversation around uh, the sins of the flesh, pornography, sexualization of children, and much, much more. Gabriel X. Charles from the Catacomb Diaries is going to be our guest. Uh, in the what's concerning us today, of course, the big story around the Catholic universe is the Roman Catholic universe anyway, is uh, the bombshell that broke on Friday, Friday morning. You know, I woke up and started the process of getting ready for the show. And the the story was just breaking at that point uh, that Pope Francis had issued Traditionis Custodis, which is a new motto proprio, abrogating uh, Benedict XVI, Samorum Pontificum. And that has reverberated around the world now. And there's been some uh, interesting um, feedback, fallout, however you wish. We're going to conversate about that. But uh, let me just start by reading this. This, um, this article out of Catholic News Agency, at least part of it anyway. So this is part of the sort of the, the feedback that's coming now from bishop statements around, around the United States in particular. Um, but there were some big ones over the weekend. Bishops issue guidance in response to Pope Francis's document on the traditional Latin Mass. Again, this is a CNA article published on the 17th. It says a growing number of bishops in the United States, including a cardinal, Cardinal Wilton Gregory of Washington, have issued guidance regarding groups celebrating the traditional Latin Mass in their diocese. Uh, after a new document from Pope Francis on Friday Im- imposed restrictions on the use of the traditional liturgy, the Pope's document Emoto Proprio, entitled Traditionis Custodis, made sweeping changes to his predecessor Benedict XVI's 2007 Apostolic Letter, Samorum Pontificum, which acknowledged the right of all priests to say Mass using the Roman Missal of 62, which is in Latin. The new Moto Proprio states that it is each bishop's exclusive competence to authorize the use of the 62 Roman Missal in his diocese. Bishops across the U.S. have have granted permission for the traditional Latin Mass to continue in their diocese while they study the document and determine how to proceed. Quote, I will prayerfully reflect upon Traditionis Custodis in the coming weeks to ensure we understand fully the Holy Father's intentions and consider carefully how they are realized in the Archdiocese of Washington. Unquote, Cardinal Gregory of Washington wrote in a July 16th letter to his priests. 
He says, quote, in the, in the interim, I hereby grant the faculty to those who celebrate the Mass using the liturgical books issued before 70 to continue to do so this weekend and in the days to come until further guidance is forthcoming, unquote. Now, we saw that on a number of, of dioceses have made similar statements uh, to that, immediately giving permission to those priests that are already saying the Mass to continue to do so. Um, Corleone out in um, San Francisco is an, an example of that, someone who appreciated the traditional form of the Mass and, and immediately gave uh, faculties. We saw that out of uh, Bishop Burbage, for instance, in Arlington, Virginia. Uh, there were many others that have done so. But then there are others, like, for instance, the bishop in Little Rock, Arkansas, who has uh, already begun the process of shutting down the traditional form of the Mass and some of the parish di- uh, parishes, the diocesan parishes. He does have, I guess, a couple of parishes that are uh, managed by the fraternity of uh, St. Peter, the FSSP, and they apparently are able to continue, but the diocesan priest saying uh, the TLM in his diocese, he has begun the process of shutting those down. Uh, we saw the same thing in, um, I, I want to say it was uh, Kentucky, Owensboro, Kentucky. I, I could be wrong about that. Uh, but uh, Puerto Rico, the diocese in Puerto Rico, they went all out. Not only did they, you know, basically exclude the TLM there, but they've made it. Uh, you can't even use things like the fiddleback vestments or the beretta, for instance. Uh, they went. They went pretty far, in my opinion. Uh, Adrian, I know this is something you probably follow closely. What have you been seeing? Yeah, it's pretty horrible. It's been um, <laughs> the. It was a shock to me because I had been keeping up with. Uh, with news and everything. So it just hit me like a ton of bricks. And uh, it was really shocking because, you know, a lot of my uh, friends that I was talking to, they were, it was a wide variety of reactions. And the, the thing that we really, the thing that we really wanted to get across was, you know, it, it seems like there's a contradiction here because it's, we were told over and over again that we have to avoid rigidity. We have to uh, accompany people. We need to walk with people on their journeys. The, these things were were told to us over and over again, yet whenever push came to shove, it, look, this document is incredibly rigid because uh, what people are missing is the points where, yes, it's true that I quarterly own Bishop Strickland and many other bishops will, it'll proceed like normal, at least to an extent. Because the document does say, does have in it stipulations of what bishops must do. Yeah. So it doesn't just give them the freedom. Like some people are saying, oh, well, you know, it just puts the power back into the hands of the bishop. To And so now we're back in inbuilt territory from like the 1990s and earlier. But in, no, it's actually much more strict than that. The, the document does say that the bishops must do and not do certain things. For for example, the Latin Mass can no longer be said in a parish. Uh, That's mind-blowing. Now, not every parish has instituted this because, you know, usually when a document like this is released, there's a period of time that they call, uh, that they refer to, to have time to implement the document. But this did not have that. This went straight into uh, being in effect immediately literally the next day they mm. said if you were ordained on this day you could still say the latin mass with permission from your bishop if you're ordained ordained the day afterwards you now have to petition rome 
yeah. to get permission to say the Latin Mass. This is mind-blowing. Like People don't realize how big of a deal this is. And for people who do not attend the Latin Mass, uh, they should be concerned as well because this is – incredible rigidity incredible like it's um it's an abuse of authority it's a, it's a, the acts of a tyrant uh not to say that pope francis is a tyrant it's simply to say that what a tyrant is is whenever they are uh they dictate by a whim they just say something and just order people around and this is not the way the church has functioned in the past we have respect for what's been handed to us, handed down to us. We have respect for what's been given to us. And this is really concerning. This is like the fact that anything can change at any time and there's no real stability. We should be very concerned about this. Well, on Friday, uh, Deacon Nick Donnelly joined us in our after show to conversate about the initial reaction to this uh, document. And, um, you know, we had already discussed the rumors were, were swirling and, you know, ahead of this document's release. There were a lot of uh, Catholic commentators online who were discussing this, the potential of what it could mean, what might be in this document. And some things were in there that, uh, and some things weren't in there, and some things they didn't expect <laughs> were also in there. So it's interesting to see it move from rumors now to reality and to uh, see the effects. Now, on one in one perspective, like one thing that we all knew was going to happen is those bishops that would support the their traditional communities within their diocese are still going to do so. Those communities will still be able to exist. They're still going to uh, have the traditional form of the mass in their diocese. However, those dioceses where those bishops that don't support those traditional communities, they would now have the ability to and the tools to make sure that they don't have to have these in their in their diocese at all. They can uh, put an end to them essentially. We've and seen at least fifteen. Of them happen. And that's very sad. It's very sad that there are there's a, a growing uh, community of faithful who appreciate and embrace the tradition for traditional form of the of piety in the church, the mass, and other sacraments. By the way, and one of the questions coming up in the Gombox right now is whether or not this will impact even things like the traditional form of baptism, the extraordinary form of baptism. Um, will the lay faithful be able to enjoy those, or are those also being uh, you know uh, d- dealt with? in this document i would have to say the answer is probably yes i don't uh it's 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 the traditional form of piety that i think is at stake here but if you're living in a diocese where the bishop is supportive well then i don't think much is going to change for you it's obviously going to be different if you're living in a diocese where the bishop doesn't support uh the traditional uh community Uh, they will see the impact rather quickly but we are i i'm surprised to see some of these bishops i thought for sure you know, over the weekend, I was like, okay, so-and-so is going to be on the chopping block, and so-and-so is going to be on the chopping block. But, uh, f- you know, because we were sick, we did not get to attend in person at a Holy Mass this Sunday. Um, you know, so we, we streamed a Mass, unfortunately. I, I, I dislike streaming Masses, but uh, because we were sick, we had to. Uh, the Mass we streamed, a traditional Mass, out of a particular diocese, I sh- I thought for sure it was going to be on the chopping block first, and the priest there said that they are they are going to continue on in the foreseeable future just as they always have. So it's interesting, you know, how this is all going to play out um, and how much of a hammer. And we're going to see, obviously, like I said, Puerto Rico. I mean, I, I think Puerto Rico is the worst example so far. Have you seen anything worse than Puerto Rico, Adrian? No, I haven't seen anything worse than that. I've seen about this, uh, some similar situations across South America, especially. 
but across yeah, the U.S. and the world, there have been at least, from my count, 15 cases of shutdowns. Um, and I'm assuming more to come. A lot of people were getting the response that, um, oh, we're, the bishops are talking about it at the time. They will come out. They want to come out with a more unified force. Um, so we'll find out in the coming weeks who really is on their side, who isn't. And yeah. we also think, because uh, my pastor was in his uh, sermon, he was talking about how we also have to factor in the fact that um, some of these places like St. John Cantus in Chicago, um, they'll probably be safe because they bring a lot of money to the diocese. Mm. And so they'll probably be okay because of that. Um, and so we, that, that's another factor that has to be taken into account. The, uh, the other question is, I, I'm, I feel for the seminarians right now, especially yes. those in, uh, in diocesan seminaries. A lot of my friends are diocesan seminarians that were expecting, who are currently deacons, who are currently deacons. Mm-hmm. And they were uh, planning on becoming, uh, when they were becoming priests, saying traditional mass uh, for their people and for the community. And I'm having lunch with some of them this week, and we are going to discuss this. But it, it's pretty, it's pretty d- shocking and horrible for them because they will no longer be able to say the traditional mass. They're going to have to ask their bishop, um, and then they're going to have to petition Rome to get permission to say the mass that they could have said yesterday. Yeah, uh, it's it's quite shocking and really disturbing for for these men. So pray for our seminarians, pray for our priests. They're mm. they're going to need it, especially those that are being stomped out right now. Well, we're up against a break. We're going to come back. We're going to have a conversation with Gabriel uh, from the uh, um, other side of the world. I want to say he's from Singapore. We're going to ask him where he's at right now, but he has a podcast called The Catacomb Diaries, The Rise in Perversity and Culture. It's going to be our conversation. There was another uh, article uh, out of the Catholic News Agency. More than 220,000 people left the Catholic Church in Germany in 2020. I think it's a 19% increase over the year previous. Uh, so that's a, that's a crazy, staggering number. 220,000 people have left the Catholic Church in Germany. Pray for the Germany. Pray pray, pray for the church in Germany. It's uh, a going through the synodal way. It's just going to hemorrhage more and more people. All right, pause there. Come, We're coming back with more conversation, breaking news, and more of Catholic Drive Time. Don't go anywhere. Head of your way. This is Dale Alquist with a Chesterton Minute. How many times have you heard it said that the church has been weak and ineffective? Well, G.K. Chesterton says the church has been so powerful and effective that it colored even the things it had not hoped to influence and changed its enemies as well as its friends. It affects everything it touches. It inspires a life-changing love from its friends and a self-destructive hatred from its enemies. Its enemies will do everything to destroy it, and they end up destroying everything, except the church. The Catholic Church, says Chesterton, has endured for 2,000 years, and the world within the church has been more lucid, more level-headed, more reasonable in its hopes, more healthy in its instincts, more humorous and cheerful in the face of fate and death than all the world outside. Want more than a minute? Chesterton.org Howdy, this is Adrian Fonseca, producer of the Catholic Drive Time Show. Heard Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. Central and 7 a.m. Eastern, right here on the Guadalupe Radio Network. And I'm proud to tell you that Real Estate for Life is an underwriter of Catholic Drive Time. Real Estate for Life connects home buyers and sellers to real estate agents while supporting pro-life organizations, offering their clients a faith-based experience. They are online at realestateforlife.org. 
That's realestateforlife.org. God love you. Welcome back to the Catholic Drive Time. I'm Janelle Lay, and here are your headline news. Lots of headlines today. Death toll climbs over to 180 in European flooding. Ethiopia's Tigray forces enter neighboring Afar region, Afar says. Number of Texas state Democrats test positive for COVID rises to five. Top Wall Street executives say inflation could be worse than predicted. Ethiopia says second filling of Giant Dam in Blue Nile complete. More evacuations ordered after California wildfire jumps highway. North Carolina County starts offering door-to-door COVID-19 vaccinations. Pfizer COVID-19 vaccine is significantly less effective against Delta variant, Israeli PM says. Olympic sponsor Toyota passes on games TV commercials amid lackluster support in Japan. Jay Johnson & Johnson exploring putting talc liabilities into bankruptcy. Johnson & Johnson is exploring a plan to offload liabilities from widespread baby powder litigation into a newly created business that would then seek bankruptcy protection, according to seven people familiar with the matter. Also from Reuters, the U.S. and allies accuse China of global cyber hacking campaign. The United States and a coalition of allies will accuse China's Ministry of State Security on Monday of a global cyber hacking campaign and will specifically attribute a large Microsoft attack disclosed earlier this year to hackers working on Beijing's behalf, a senior administration official said. Opening a new area of tensions with China, the United States will be joined by NATO, the European Union, Britain, Australia, Japan, New Zealand, and Canada to level the allegations. The announcement comes a month after G7 and NATO leaders agreed with President Joe Biden at summits in Cornwall, England, and Brussels in accusing China of posing systemic challenges to the world order. The governments will formally attribute the malicious cyber campaign utilizing the zero-day vulnerabilities in the Microsoft Exchange server disclosed in March to malicious cyber actors affiliated with the Chinese Ministry of State Security with high confidence, the U.S. official said. The United States and our allies and partners are exposing further details of the People's Republic of China's pattern of malicious cyber activities and taking further action to counter it. Also reported by Reuters, Israeli form spyware used to target journalists' cell phones. An Israeli company spyware was used in attempted and successful hacks of 37 smartphones belonging to journalists, government officials and human rights activists around the world, according to an investigation by 17 media organizations published on Sunday. Antifa, in other news, Antifa clashes with police outside Los Angeles spa amid protests. Dozens arrested. Little Rock Bishop limits traditional Latin Mass to two parishes administered by the FSSP. And Louisiana's First Lady joins Democrats for Life Advisory Board. And those are your headline news for this morning. God love you and have a good Monday. For keeping us up today. Joining us right now via Zoom chat is Gabriel Charles. He's uh, the, the host and producer of a podcast called The Catacomb Diaries, which you can find on YouTube, by the way. Uh, Gabriel, good morning to you. Thanks for being a part of our program. Gabriel, Hi, thanks for Yeah, good morning, Gabriel. Now, what part of the world do you come from? Uh, I'm from Singapore. Um, it's in, to describe it, it's like, you know, China is here. 
Australia is here, somewhere mm. in the middle. There's a bunch <laughs> of small, tiny islands. Yeah. Singapore is a tiny dot somewhere over there. Tiny dot. Well, praise be to God. It's, uh, it's great to have someone on from Singapore this morning. Now, uh, now I'm sure there it's not morning. Is it evening there? Yeah, it's evening. It's 7.35 p.m. How wonderful. Now, let's talk about uh, how long have you been Catholic? Were you raised Catholic? And uh, tell us about your background. Yeah, um, I was born Catholic, cradle Catholic, Catholic all my life, you know, as many of us are. Um, here in Singapore, I guess the question I get a lot is, you know, being an Asian country, is is it very, is it, are there a lot of Catholics here? And the answer is, well, it's not a Catholic country, not like <laughs> the Philippines, but the there are a good number of Christians, and in those number of Christians, most of us are Catholic. So I Praise guess that God. yeah, that gives some idea of the sort of background I'm coming from, Catholic wise. Now you know it's interesting because over here in the United States, or you can even say Western Europe, uh, we we are seeing um, interesting times to say the least. There's a rise in uh, sort of the immorality of culture. You know, just this morning I was looking through the news, and over the weekend there was this insane video that came out of Queens, New York. In the middle of the day, a gentleman uh, is trying to kidnap a five-year-old boy. Uh, something, a topic we've dis- we've discussed on this radio show many times now about uh, the rise in human trafficking for the sex slave trade and i think it just sort of the 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 brashness of this watching this video as a parent my blood begins to boil um but as someone from singapore the other side of the planet uh how do you see our current culture is there a rise in immorality and perversive uh, perversity in uh, in your culture as well yeah so Funny story. So to describe Singapore culture, it's, I guess, most people are, they operate on the sense of, you know, just, just listen to the government, the government will take care of you. So people aren't really too concerned with, I guess, social issues, stuff like that. It's very pragmatic, whatever works, works. It's not a Christian country or anything. So that's sort of how it works here. And so you asked about my background. Growing up Catholic, I guess I was raised with a certain set of values. And as I got older, going to school and experiencing new people, new points of view, and I realized, wow, like all of this doesn't, this, I don't get it. Why, Why is... Why is being like why is being homosexual seen as like a cool thing? Mm. Things like that is just um, an example that I'll give. You know, things like that. They realize that wow, our my society is so infected by the American liberal mainstream media, and that's sort of how I came into finding American conservatism. And that was sort of my start into realizing how my Catholic values sort of applied to social issues with things like abortion, transgenderism, really any social issue that you can think of right now, be it, you know, critical race theory, etc. And that was really my gateway in. From an outside looking in, does it seem, I mean, do you have uh, similar conversations going on in your community, your culture, in, yeah. there in Singapore. Yeah, so that's what about I was... About critical race theory, about gender identity, yeah, and confusion, yeah. and all that. 
that was what I was going to get into. So what I realized that it's all these issues from the West, what happens is it's basically imported into the rest of the world. Mm. And it's happening everywhere, be it in, honestly, anywhere that has internet, it's going to receive Western mainstream media. And when that happens, you know, the, these ideas that they push, they, they start to infiltrate the society and culture, especially the young people in general. Mm. Gabriel uh, Charles, X, does his X uh, for Xavier? Yeah, it does. <laughs> uh, named after Saint? Uh, I'm just curious. Saint Xavier? Yeah, yeah. Saint uh, Francis Xavier. <laughs> yeah, Saint Francis Xavier. Now, so Charles, uh, Gabriel Charles, he has a podcast, uh, which you can uh, check out, check it out on YouTube. It's called the uh, Catacomb Diaries. And I think it's interesting because, uh, obviously as a young Catholic, someone from, uh, not from the United States, someone from the other side of the world, I think it's great to get some interesting perspective on some of the big conversations that are going on in our day and our time. And, uh, and looking at the universality of the Catholic faith and applying, uh, the sort of the natural law perspective to, to the world around us and looking at the perversity, the rise in and this is something that I that I find uh, very disturbing. Somebody uh, who has uh, six kids, a couple of grandkids, has traveled around the world a little bit. Um, like, for instance, uh, just talk about traveling, for instance. There, when I was a kid, there was some decency that you could find in generally in culture. Um, you know, adults that wanted to do, quote, adult things, unquote, would still refrain a little bit in order to protect little people, little eyes or whatever. But nowadays, there's another headline out over, over the weekend about a woman who had some giant signs put on her, on her fence uh, that said, F the president, right? Now, uh, the president's not my favorite president in the world either. However, uh, where is the decency in that? Uh, you know what I mean? Like, what about the little kids that might read those signs and what they might think mm. about that? Uh, similar to uh, people who put stuff on the back of their vehicles, uh, they'll just put whatever back there and they expect that that's fine. I've traveled on planes and had to uh, avert my eyes because people in the seats around me are watching content that I would consider pornographic and having uh, no shame yeah. in the process of uh, of what that might look like to other people around them. Um that's the kind of depravity that we're seeing more and more and more in our society. How do you see it, Gabriel Charles? Yeah, I mean, obviously, I think that there are deeper roots to all of this, which I'm sure that many, there are many experts out there that can discuss this a lot more eloquently than I can. But I think I can just give my perspective. And I think it's really the, it's the result of the loss of objective truth and morality. And this, it's allowing people to profit off the sinful nature of man. Hold no, that thought. Um, Hold that thought, Gabriel. I'm sorry. That music means we have to go to a break. We're going <laughs> to go. Sure. Come, we'll come right back with Gabriel Charles. He is the host of the Catacomb Diaries, which you can find on YouTube. Gabriel X Charles. Just search for him. We'll post a link as well. We're going to come back in your conversation. Don't go anywhere. Catholic Drive Time is everywhere. According to St. Benedict, we should honor all people. One Minute Monk, Abbot Placid Solari of Belmont Abbey. In his rule, St. Benedict takes this quote from the first letter of Peter, but it would be easier had he told us to honor humankind, because abstractions are easy to honor, but we can all think of specific individuals who, by themselves, are very difficult to honor. 
But no, we are instructed to honor every person. He doesn't tell us to decide first whether the person is worthy of honor. Rather, we are to honor all people because each person is made in God's image, and the Son of God gave up his life for that person too. For your free copy of The Rule of St. Benedict, visit OneMinuteMonk.com, O-N-E, MinuteMonk.com. If by God's grace we can make this choice to honor all people, we will have become a little more like God who causes his reign to fall on the good and the bad alike. Hi, Joe McClain here, host of the Catholic Drive Time, heard Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. Central, 7 Eastern, right here. And I'm proud to tell you that Real Estate for Life is an underwriter of the Catholic Drive Time. Real Estate for Life connects home buyers and sellers to real estate agents while supporting pro-life organizations. Real Estate for Life offers their clients a faith-based experience. Real Estate for Life is online at realestateforlife.org. That's realestateforlife.org. God love Gabriel Charles is our guest. He is with Catacomb Diaries, which is a podcast which you can watch or listen to over on YouTube. Uh, it's always great to see Catholic, young Catholics getting involved in new media and, and having these difficult conversations with people from around the world. And uh, so you should check out his YouTube channel. Again, it's the Catacomb Diaries, Gabriel X. Charles. Good morning to you again from Singapore. Thanks for being on our program. Hi, thanks again. Now, before we went to break, I cut you off because, uh, you know, that's the way it goes in radio. We have to cut people yeah, off. Yeah, that's right, yeah. <laughs> but uh, you were saying? Yeah, I was saying, you well, maybe you want to get uh, ask your question again. So, Well, the, the, the rise in uh, the immorality. The, the, yeah, the, yeah, the rise in. The, the brash nature of a secular, a growing secular society who seems to not have a compass, an internal compass of right versus wrong, uh, you know, sort of a, yeah. a filter for what would be appropriate or what, what's not appropriate. It seems to me that uh, as the world becomes more pagan and secular, it no longer has this ability to filter this sort of the common sense out. Um, that's how I, I'm looking at it, and I'd like to get your perspective as a young Catholic from another part of the world. Yeah, for sure. And of course, as I said earlier, there, there are many other experts that can say this much more eloquently. But my perspective is just that this is the result of the loss of objective truth and morality. And it's allowing people to profit off the sinful nature of man. You know, I'm uh, my day job, I guess, I'm a user experience designer. And essentially, you know, I help conservative organizations with their business strategy grow their business based on customer wants and needs. So it's the same business model that I realized of this customer-centric design that has allowed all these startups, in particular places like Netflix, to grow so rapidly. So to put it simply, like many companies, Netflix isn't necessarily in the business of creating content that is objectively good, but rather I think it's in the business of creating content that people want to see and as we all know, what we want to see isn't, isn't necessarily good. So as we know, Netflix does tend to have some rather raunchy films like what you saw on your airplane. And let's be honest, with our fallen human nature, 
those are obviously the ones that a lot of us will be tempted to click on when no one's watching. And well, guess what? For one, of course, God is watching, but guess who else is watching? Netflix. They're checking out all the data and what people are watching. And when Netflix sees that these sort of films, these sort of scenes that everyone is rewinding again and again, it creates this vicious cycle where Netflix knows that, well, this is clearly the kind of stuff that's going to make people get hooked and subscribed. So let's keep making more of this. And not only are they going to keep making more, they're going to turn it up a notch and it's going to keep getting worse and worse. And I think this is the sort of vicious cycle that has caused our world to just tumble down into degeneracy and it's just going to keep getting worse. Do you, uh, Gabriel? I don't. I'm not sure if you're familiar with American politics, but uh, there's a group called Turning Point USA, which oh, yeah, is a conservative. Oh, okay, wonderful. Yeah, so they're a they're a uh, reportedly a conservative uh, hmm. American uh, advocacy. I know. Group I that think I know where you're going with high this. Schools. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You you've been on Twitter over the last week, then, uh, or on <laughs> social media at all. Yeah, this last week they they promote to be of conservative values. They are promoting for high school students, college yeah. and university campuses. Um, the organization was started by Charlie uh, Charlie Kirk, and mm. they had uh, invited a porn star onto <laughs> to come and speak. And uh, oh, yeah. and, and it's it's mind blowing because you're like, uh, the, okay, so this is a conservative value now. Apparently, uh, not really. But I I want you to comment on the idea that that pornography can be considered a conservative value and we can have be inviting porn stars to uh, speak to high school and college students about uh, conservatism. Yeah, of course. I think I, I can definitely provide a perspective on this because when I first got into the American conservative space, that is, that was really my entry into podcasting, etc. And I guess back then I wasn't as strong a Catholic, so to say, I didn't understand my faith as much as I do now. I mean, there's still so much to learn, but back then it's definitely, it's definitely way worse. But when I first got into this American conservative space, I was so sucked into this idea of freedom, liberty, and, you know, the whole American dream, right? Freedom, liberty, life, um, um, pursuit of happiness. And because I've lived all my life in Singapore where freedom isn't exactly a privilege that we have in many aspects, I was really sucked away. And so when I was asked about things like pornography and the, the legality and whether this is conservative, my thought was, well, I think, well, of course, as a Catholic, I think it's a sin. But I think people should be free to do whatever they want. But, you know, bring in understanding my Catholic faith deep, at a deeper level. The difference between just these so-called conservative values and real you know, conservative, well, I guess it comes down to what exactly are you conserving? And is that thing that you're conserving objective, an objective morality that sticks you know, or is it going to be something that just changes with what society chooses to accept? And that's what I love about Catholicism, which is for the last 2,000 years, our morality and our standards have remained the same. We're, and it doesn't allow for such stuff like that, which is why, admittedly, I have 
sort of moved away from talking about American politics, which is what I used to focus on. And I realized that, you know, the Catholicism, my faith, this is what is, this is what is most important because this is everything. Mm. Gabriel Charles is a guest. He's the host of the Catacomb Diaries over on YouTube. You should check that out. Uh, now, Gabriel, as a young Catholic, uh, I, I assume, I don't know how old you are. I, I mean, are you married I just turned 21 last week. <laughs> well, praise be to God. We're, I mean, uh, so not married. Are you single? Yeah, I'm single. Now, do you feel, uh, I'm, I'm prying here a little bit, and you can tell me not to, uh, not to pry, but I'm just curious. Do you feel God calling you book. to the vocation of marriage? Well, how, how I've seen it is, I've always seen it this way that God could call you any time. And I think it's something that I'll always have to be open to, be it the priesthood or marriage. Mm. I think it's something that I'll always have to be open to. And, but, you know, both seem, both, both are very, they both have their appeals. I'll say that. <laughs> well, the reason why I'm asking those that line of questioning is because I'm curious as to get your take of the future. Um, okay. D- given this, the difficulties that we were just discussing in our society, you know, which, uh, as I think you have made clear, is not just an American thing; it's a world mm-hmm. thing. And uh, and do you have hope for the future as someone who might potentially be called into the vocation of marriage and therefore a family and children? Um, do you see that future being very difficult? Do you see it being hopeful? How do you look at it? Well, I guess one thing that I can hold st- strongly onto is this promise that Christ gave us, which is, you know, upon this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. And there is some comfort in that. But of course, with that, there's going to be a lot of struggle in this changing world. I often do. I I have two younger siblings and I see the way that the the ways of the world not necessarily affect them directly they're still pretty they're still pretty good i'd say mm. but what the stories that they tell me about their friends in school and what's going on in the schools these days and i was i was i'm quite shocked to hear about the kind of things that kids are exposed to so my sister is she is she's She's not a te- she's not even a teenager yet, and she tells me about how her friends are watching all of these Netflix series that are full of you know raunchy scenes, etc. Oh, wow. And that does make me worry a lot. And I guess this is one of the things that make me really passionate about speaking up on this because this is the uh, this is the this is the future of our future kids. And of, I'm sure as a parent, you share that concern and i as a young guy i do have that concern for my future kids wow gabriel charles is our guest we have about a minute and a half left in our conversation with him the catacomb diaries is his website or his youtube channel uh check that out uh make sure you you're listening to his podcast it's a uh, very interesting but as we wrap up here with you uh gabriel charles uh you know uh, I, I, I want to go back to that uh, perspective that you have that's unique from the West uh, in Singapore. Um, looking at uh, the rise and the perversity in our culture, uh, as a Catholic, do you see the, uh, do you see opportunity here for us to uh, to infect this pagan culture with the truth and, and evangelize it? Is there still hope for evangelization? 
Yeah, um, this is pretty much what I try to do with my podcast, I guess. So, I well, essentially, I think I think not not enough people are doing what Christ established his church for, which is to bring the truth of Catholicism into the world. You know, not to reject the world completely. But at the same time, never compromise on truth. And I guess the perfect way to explain this is the idea that Jesus hung out with the prostitutes and sinners, but by the time he was done with them, they weren't prostitutes and sinners no more. So as I like to say, I'm not here to bring the culture into Catholicism, but rather I'm here to bring Catholicism into the culture. That is sort of the my slogan for my podcast, I guess. All right. Well, we are out of time. Uh, Gabriel Charles uh, from Singapore. Praise be to God. Thanks for your time today. We're, uh, it was a pleasure having you on. Thank you so much for having me. All right. Check him out on uh, YouTube, The Catacomb Diaries, Gabriel X. Charles. But that's going to do it for the first hour of Catholic Drive Time on this Monday. Praise be to Jesus. We're going to go to a break. For those of you that can join us in the second hour, we will have our Fear and Trembling Game Show with Adrian back on. The question is, will he be as tricky as he's ever been or will has uh, has sickness made him lighten his load i don't know we're going to find out after the break for those that can join us you can always do so right on our website grnonline.com forward slash cdt that's grnonline.com forward slash cdt otherwise we'll see you back here 6 a.m central 7 eastern for catholic drive time keeping you informed and inspired until then god thank you for joining us on your catholic drive time where it is our pleasure to keep you informed and inspired. Join us Monday through Friday at the same time, right here on your favorite Catholic radio station. Don't forget to connect with us. Just go to facebook.com forward slash Catholic Drive Time. Again, that's facebook.com forward slash Catholic Drive Time. Be sure to share more than just us today. Share Jesus with everyone you meet. Bye now, and God love you. The Bible says to call no man father, so why do we call our priests father? In Matthew 23, verse 9, it says, And call no man your father on earth, for you have one father who is in heaven. Notice that this verse makes no distinction between spiritual fathers, which is what priests are, and biological fathers. This passage says that no man is to be called father. Therefore, you cannot distinguish between calling a priest father and calling the man who is married to your mother father. But is that actually what this passage is saying? Or is Jesus warning us against trying to usurp the fatherhood of God, which is what the Pharisees and scribes were doing? They wanted all attention focused on them. They were leaving God, the Father, out of the equation. And even if you just interpret this passage from Matthew 23 as an absolute ban against calling anyone your spiritual father, then there are some problems for you in the rest of Scripture. For example, Jesus in the story of Lazarus and the rich man in Luke 16 has the rich man referring to Abraham as father several times. Paul in Romans 4 refers to Abraham as the father of the uncircumcised, the Gentiles. Spiritual fatherhood, not biological fatherhood. In Acts 7 and then in Acts 22, first Stephen and then Paul referred to the Jewish priests and elders as brothers and fathers. Spiritual fatherhood. So if you interpret Matthew 23 as saying we cannot call anyone our spiritual father, then you have to believe that Jesus, Paul, and Stephen all got it wrong. 
It is okay to call priests our spiritual fathers today. We are simply imitating the example given us by Jesus, Paul, and Stephen, all of whom who used the term in a spiritual sense. As long as we remember that our true father is God the Father and that all aspects of our fatherhood, biological and spiritual, are derived from him. A beacon of truth in a troubled world. This is the Guadalupe Radio Network, radio for your soul. GloryandShine.com, a generous underwriter of Catholic Drive Time. GloryandShine.com is a Catholic family-owned company making a variety of personal care products ranging from lotions, soap bars, gift boxes, body mist, beard care, and more. At GloryandShine.com, they state their mission is to, quote, craft every product with deep intention while holding a vision of sharing the gospel. They are good for the body, mind, and soul, unquote. God love you, GloryandShine.com. Thank you again. Welcome to your Catholic Drive Time, keeping you informed and inspired. We love God, we ought to be able to talk about Him. Getting you started on your day. With the latest in breaking news and information from the Vatican to the White House and everything in between. It's serious, it's fun, it's your Catholic Drive Time. Now here's your host, Joe McClain. Jesus Christ, welcome back to Catholic Drive Time, keeping you informed and inspired. I'm your host, Joe McClain. Praise be to God. Good morning to you. It's good to be on with you. Um, looking forward to being back in the studio soon. At least I am. This uh, this doing stuff remotely is not easy. It comes with extra spinning plates and just difficulties that I'm looking forward to uh, being present in the studio to get that energy back, I think. But uh, the team is here. Good morning to you, Janelle. Good morning, Mr. Joe. How are you today? Uh, I am surviving it by the grace of God. Thanks be to God. Thanks be God. And that counts, doesn't it? Yes. <laughs> it counts. I'm on the same boat with you, Mr. Joe. It is, it's, a little, just, it's a little rough getting back after the weekend uh, on this Monday morning. But it's, it's hard. A, yes. And doing and being on by Zoom, by remote, there's, it's like you, you can't feel quite all of the things you need to feel and intuit while you're doing the show. It feels a little desensitized. Yes. So it makes things a little harder to uh, to pull off. But uh, by the grace of God, we're still doing a show. Speaking of which, Adrian Fonseca is back with us, uh, back from the dead. Good morning to you, Adrian. Good morning. Good morning. It's good to be here. Happy Praise to be, be here. Good Yep. I'm also looking forward to being in the studio. But, you know, today we're here and we're making it work. Praise be to God. We're making it work. God is so very good. Uh, speaking of helping to make it work, David Magianis has been pitching in all week long last week and is uh, still around to help us uh, bring the show together. Good morning to you, David. Uh, good morning, Joe. And uh, yeah, uh, spinning plates. Wow, that's an understatement. I mean, a man. A lot of spinning plates. A lot of spinning plates. But yeah, uh, it's, sure. I'm glad. I'm but I'm very happy, though, that it's working out, though. I, I'm just uh, very happy uh, for, for you and the team and all our listeners out there. So I'm, I'm, I'm very happy it's working. Yeah, amen to that. We just wrapped up a, co- a good conversation with Gabriel Charles from Singapore. Um, you know, young Catholic from the other side of the world. It's interesting to get his perspective 
on how things are going in the world. And we realize that the problems that we face aren't just the problems of the West. They are, in fact, the problems of the world. And, uh, and the Catholic uh, faith has something to say about that. Unfortunately, we've seen quite a, a rocking, a bombshell come out over the weekend. Uh, on Friday, we talked about it. And then, of course, we ca- caught up on that in the What's Concerning Us last hour. That is, the, of course, the Turizionis Custodis Moto Proprio from Pope Francis that came out that's uh, abrogating Benedict XVI's Smorn Pontificum. So there was you know huge that's pretty big huge news in fact i was uh i was surprised that it made secular news did you guys see that that uh that the that story broke on yes, all that over. was hilarious headlines that was so all funny. over the world i have a friend who is a who his he's a convert to catholicism and his family who lives with his parents still and his parents are not catholic and he said hey i heard uh that uh that pope man uh turned off your latin mass man. The Pope oh, man turned Ooh. off your Latin mass, <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "That is hilarious! That, that is wow. amazing!" So you know, people are hearing about it. They uh, have interesting ways of putting it, but yeah. <laughs> everyone's yeah, suddenly interested in Catholics. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well, all right. So lots to pray about and discuss, but we did have a conversation about that in the last hour as well. But uh, we're gonna have a. Uh, a Breaking news and stories, all good news this hour. Saint of the Day, Gospel of the Day. We'll play Fear and Trembling at 15 past the hour, which means there's a new opportunity to win prizes this week. And you, my dear listener, might be uh, in on that drawing, that, that prize package. But you have to be our first caller when we give out the phone number. If you want to call in early, you're welcome to do so. You just have to get the phone number from our website, and you can sit on hold if you like. That's at grnonline.com forward slash cdt. That's grn online.com forward slash cdt now our after show will be cut short because we have another show to produce at the top of the next hour so lots to do lots to uh, to discuss today let's dive in with your prayers in the name of the father the son and the holy ghost amen remember O most gracious virgin mary that never was it known that anyone who fled to thy protection implored thy help or sought thine intercession was left unaided Inspired by this confidence, I fly unto thee, O Virgin of virgins, my mother. To thee do I come, before thee I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in thy mercy hear and answer me. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. And now the good news with Janelle Lay. All right. Amid the Cuba protests, the seminarian that was captured by the police has now been released by the police. A campaign supports Jeffrey Younger's valiant efforts to save his son from gender transitioning is now accepting donations from across the world. Russia defends marriage. Russian officials reject a European ruling to recognize same-sex unions. And Minnesota governor restricts conversion therapy for minors. From the Epic Times, California appeals court overturns anti-misgendering law on First Amendment grounds. A California appeals court struck down as unconstitutional a state law that penalized elder care workers for using pronouns inconsistent with elderly long-term care patients' claim gender identity. Gender identity is a disputed concept. A lack of linguistic clarity has clouded the issue in recent years as the concepts of sex and sexual identity or gender, a politically and scientifically conscious concept whose definition isn't universally agreed upon, has become difficult to separate. 
Despite the distinct meanings of the two words, many institutions and individuals use gender to mean biological sex, especially on fillable forms and documents. Failing to use gender in its own new meaning can be costly nowadays. A New York human rights law banning gender identity discrimination imposes fines of up to $250,000 for failing to use a person's preferred personal pronouns. Social media giant Twitter bans users for misgendering or deadnaming transgender people, categorizing it as harassment and abuse. Deadnaming is referring to people by names they used before they changed their gender identity. For example, calling Caitlyn Jenner by that person's birth name, Bruce Jenner. Facebook reportedly recognizes up to 50, at least 58 genders, allowing users to select which gender to use in their profile self-descriptions. Among them are androgynous, bigender, cisgender, gender fluid, gender queer, non-binary, pangender, trans, and two-spirit. But a rare legal defeat for the transgenderism movement, a ruling by the Court of Appeal of the State of California, 3rd Appellate District, sided with the first amended speech protections over activists. The ruling by the three-judge panel was unanimous. Also from the Epic Times, archaeologists uncover remains of ancient city wall built in Iron Age in the Kingdom of Judah in Israel. The remains of an ancient city wall built in the Iron Age to protect the city of David in the Kingdom of Judah has been unearthed by archaeologists in the City of David National Park in Israel as part of a park development. The wall was erected in the days of the first temple to protect the city from invaders from the east, but it was breached in 586 BC by the Babylonians, who proceeded to enter and destroy the city. A newfound section of the city wall now proves that the eastern slope of the city was once protected by a single impressive fortification line, the Israel Antiques Authority stated. The city wall protected Jerusalem from a number of attacks during the reign of the kings of Judah, until the arrival of the Babylonians who managed to break through it and conquer the city, the authority stated. The remains of the ruins can be seen in the archaeological evacuations. However, not everything was destroyed and parts of the walls, which stood and protected the city for decades and more, remain standing to this day. The Bible records that the Babylonian army broke down the walls around Jerusalem. But it appears the eastern wall remained intact due to the steep 30-degree eastern slope of the Kidron Valley beside the city of David. Evidence of the destruction from when the Babylonians raised the city, including a building that stood next to the wall, were revealed in prior evacuations. Rows of storage jars were discovered, which were smashed when the building burned and collapsed, the authorities stated. The, jar, the jars bear handles stamped with either Lamachit, meaning belong to the king, concentric circle designs or with rosettes, circular rose designs associated with the final years of the Kingdom of Judah. The new find will be exhibited at the Israel Antiques Authorities Conference in October. Keeping you informed and inspired, I'm Janelle Leigh. God love you and have a good Monday. The saint of the day is Saint Macrina the Younger. She was born in the year 327 in Caesarea Cappadocia in modern-day Turkey. She is the daughter of St. Emilia and St. Basil the Elder, and the sister of St. Basil the Great and St. Gregory of Nyssa and St. Peter of Sebaste. She is the granddaughter of St. Macrina the Elder and called the younger to distinguish between the two. She was, she was educated by her mother and she could read from an early age. She was betrothed at the age of 12 to a young lawyer, but died before the wedding.
She refused other offers of marriage and devoted her life herself to her family and then as a religious and religious life as a nun. She succeeded her mother as head of a small community of women in Pontes, which is part of modern day Turkey. Her biography and reminiscence of her were written by her brother, St. Gregory. She died in 379 in modern day Turkey of natural causes. St. Macrina the Younger, pray for us. Praise be to God in all things. The gospel today comes to us from Matthew chapter 12, verses 38 through 42. Some of the scribes and Pharisees said to Jesus, Teacher, we wish to see a sign from you. He said to them in reply, An evil and unfaithful generation seeks a sign, but no sign will be given it except the sign of Jonah the prophet. Just as Jonah was in the belly of the whale three days and three nights, so will the Son of Man be in the heart of the earth three days and three nights. At the judgment, the men of Nineveh will arise with this generation and condemn it, because they repented at the preaching of Jonah, and there was something greater than Jonah here. At the judgment, the queen of the south will arise with this generation and condemn it, because she came from the ends of the earth to hear the wisdom of Solomon, and there is something greater than Solomon here. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. St. Jerome was talking about, uh, I mentioned it briefly in the last hour, that they wanted a sign from heaven. And he talks about how they would prefer, you know, something along the order of Elias or Samuel. You want something big. You want it to be glorious and really, uh, like obviously, not natural or normal. You know, we, it's got to affect cl- uh, thunder, lightning claps, the heavens open. I mean, it's just going to be something completely contrary to what is naturally possible during that particular season. They want a big, big sign. And Jesus isn't having it. And uh, there's a sort of a duplicity at stake here. And St. Chrysostom talks about this. He says, quote, when they railed on him, he answered with them mildly. Now they approached him with smooth and deceitful words. He rebukes them sharply, showing that he was above either affection and was neither moved to anger by evil speaking, nor was to be gained by flattery. Jesus will not be manipulated by these people, and thus the sign of Jonah, of his death and his resurrection, will be given to them. Adrian, what did you find? Yeah. I found I have to read this one part of Cornelius Lapide really quickly uh, because this is incredibly fascinating. I had never heard this before, and now I kind of want to read the book of Jonah again and read uh, what Cornelius Lapide had to say about Jonah. He says here that, therefore, on the day of judgment, they, referring to the Ninevites, shall accuse and condemn the scribes and the Jews who would not believe Christ, their God and Lord, working so many miracles. They shall condemn them, I say, not so much in word as by their deeds, namely by the example of their faith and repentance. It does not follow from hence that the Ninevites were saved, for shortly afterwards they returned to their sins like a dog to his vomit. See what I have said in the prefaces to Jonah and Nahum. So that that blew my mind. I was like, I had no idea. I've never heard before anyone say that the Ninevites returned to their sin like a dog to his vomit. That... Mm absolutely blow my mind. And the, um, the other thing to take away from this is that 
we are not guaranteed salvation. We can be condemned at any moment. If we fail to live up to our standard, if we fail to go to confession, repent of our sins, if we fail, the traditional mass will not save us. Uh, traditional piety will not save us. Mm. Uh, whatever we do, at the end of the day, if we do not get ourselves in order, if we do not abandon our sin, if we return to our sins like dog to his vomit, we too will be damned. Yeah, amen, amen. All right, praise be to God. Uh, we are going to go to a break. We're going to come back, and we're going to play Fear and Trembling. If you would like to be our contestant and possibly win this week's prize package, well, all you need to do is be our first caller at 877-757-9424. That's 877-757-9424. We'll be right back. happy without God? Atheists say yes, we Christians say yes, but only to a certain extent. What's our reason? There are some natural human desires that can be satisfied without living for God. The desire for sensory pleasure, success, and loving relationships. There are certain desires, however, that can't be satisfied without God. For example, we don't just desire some love, we desire infinite love, love without limit. This is manifest when we get frustrated with imperfect manifestations of it. The same is true for knowledge, justice, and beauty. Since God alone is infinite in these perfections, only He can satisfy our desires for them. Therefore, to borrow from St. Augustine, without God, our hearts would be forever restless. And my friends, a restless heart is an unhappy heart. I'm Carlo Broussard with the ready reason for Catholic Answers, Catholic.com. There will come a day when each of us will be asked to review the movie of our life and give an account to God. We will sorrowfully relive the bad times and joyfully revisit the good. Thankfully, no matter what you've done, there is hope. Since Jesus came not to condemn the world, but to save it. So if you've been away from church for a while, we invite you to come home and find the peace that only comes from God. Visit catholicscomehome.org. Welcome to another round of fear and trembling. <laughs> the Catholic Trivia Game Show that helps you work out your salvation by the seat of your pants. It's a 50-50 chance and prizes are involved. Avoid the weeping and gnashing of teeth. Call now to take your shot. 877-757-9424. And now your host, Joe McClain. Praise be to God. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time and Fear and Trembling. Phone lines are open. Your opportunity to play the game and possibly win the prize is uh, wide open as well at 877-757-9424. Call right now. You can be our contestant at 877-757-9424. If you've never played or if it's been a while, you want to play again, well, uh, the opportunity is great right now. Phone lines are wide open at 877-757-9424. That's 877-757-9424, 877-757-9424, praise be to God. Well, uh, here's the deal while we're waiting on the phone line to uh, to light up here. Uh, we have three Catholic trivia questions to play the game with. Now, here's the tricky piece of business. There are three things that I like to do, but I don't like to tell anybody publicly. I like to keep this totally secret, so do us a favor and just keep this between us, but I'm 
number one, I like to teach the faith. So we look for questions that have teachable moments so that we can learn something that we did not know before. Praise be to God. Uh, and then, of course, uh, we like to have fun in the process, and our caller tends to be a lot of fun, playing the game with us, laughing along with us. We really enjoy that part. And then, of course, we like to give out prizes, which kind of makes it a winner for everybody involved. But if you're just joining us, the real kicker here is we do not ask our caller the questions. We don't. So they don't even need to know the answers to these questions to still win the game. They could win, not know a single one. Praise be to God. That makes it even more fun. Uh, because I won't ask them. Today, I'll ask Janelle. I'll ask David. And one of them will be right, and the other will be wrong. And the caller will have 15 seconds on the clock to make a decision. Who do they trust more, Janelle or David in this case? And every right answer goes into the coffee cup of divine providence to win this week's prize. Janelle, what could they win? You can win a 8 by 10 inch print of the participant's choice and a leather cord bracelet of the Miraculous Medal from Bead After Bead by Dulce based in Dallas, Texas. At her shop, you can look at her shop through Etsy um, by searching Bead After Bead by Dulce, that's D-U-L-C-E, where you can find simple yet elegant Catholic rosaries, jewelry, and other original art prints, all handmade with love. Thank you, Bead After Bead by Dulce. Today, we had a lot of callers. We had about at least maybe at least three callers today. So thank you for calling Praise in. God. Thanks be that's to God. That's awesome. Praise be to Jesus. Well, we're very grateful to everyone who tries to call. Call back tomorrow if you can, and uh, maybe you'll get on if you don't get on today. All right, let's go to the phones. Stephen, good morning to you. Thanks for being a part of our program. Thank you. Good morning. Now, Stephen, where are you calling from? Uh, Abilene, Texas. Abilene, Texas. It's good to have Abilene on the board here, Stephen. Praise be to God. Now, where do you go to church? Uh, Sacred Heart. Sacred Heart. Nice. Very nice. Now, Stephen, are you familiar with our game show? Do you know how the rules work? Yes, I do. I kind of listen to it on the way to the chapel on Monday morning. Praise be to God. Now, do you do you pray for us when you're at the chapel? I certainly hope you do. I do. I pray for <laughs> Wonderful. everyone. Praise be to God. Now, do you pray especially for Janelle and and today, David, because they are very tricky people and they may oh. try to... <laughs> okay. Uh, I, however, am on your side here trying to get you in the cup to get you to uh, win the prize. So we'll just have to see how it goes. Are you ready, Stephen? I'm blessed and ready. Praise be to God. All right, Janelle, we will start with you as is our cousin. Janelle, All right. are you ready? I'm ready. Are you sure? Yes, I am ready. Are you sure? I'm ready as I'll ever be. All right, Janelle, can you tell me which apostle was married and had daughters? Which apostle was married and had daughters? Yes. Okay. Not a lot of people know this, but actually the apostle John was married and had daughters. Really? Hmm. Yes. Okay. Okay. Let's uh hmm. Let's just go to David here and see what David has to say. David, can you tell me uh, which of the apostles was married and had daughters? Okay, uh, I've got this one. I've got this one for you. So it's Philip. Yeah. It's going to be Philip. Philip. That, Philip. Yes, Philip. And uh, that's the one that went to see the eunuch, right, from Ethiopia. Right. Right. So there's that connection. Uh, many other connections. I don't have time to get into them, uh, Joe. So I'm um, going with Philip. Final answer. So maybe in the after show, we can, you can give us a full breakdown. Man, if we had the time. I don't, I'm not sure. <laughs> 
Final answer. All right. So uh, David is on the hook for Philip, and uh, Janelle is on the hook for John. 15 seconds on the clock. Who's right? Who's wrong? Steve, what say you? Uh, I have no clue, so I'm going to go with John. Are you sure? Ooh, oh, I'm sorry. No. Oh, I'm so- really? Did did Adrian tell you to be that quick on the the, the button there, David? Sorry, I mean, no. Wow, give uh, no. the guy a minute. Just give him a a second to take a breath. <laughs> wow, my finger slipped. <laughs> she okay. You, see, uh, Janelle is tricky. She tries to trick you like that. John is the baby faced apostle. Yes. He was he was the youngest right. out of all of them. In fact. Was not married, had no children. It was, in fact, Philip. Now, Peter, we know Peter was married because there's a reference to his mother-in-law. She was sick. Jesus cured her. But beyond that, we don't know anything else about his, uh, whether or not he had kids or if his wife was still alive at the time. We have no idea. But Philip... Got apparently had daughters. Yeah, yeah. There, you, there you go. There you go. Well, and and David will give us a breakdown in the after <laughs> show. Apparently, <laughs> I thought um, that was very convincing. But, but don't not. worry, Stephen. We got two more chances to get you in that cup. We're going to see if we can't get that done. Let's go to the second question, David. Can you tell me on a day of partial abstinence, may meat be eaten by a Catholic? On a day of partial abstinence. Yeah, so not full-blown, partial. Um, I'm going to go with uh, no. I'm going to go with no. No. Your answer is no. No, it's a day of abstinence. So, no, no. It's, it's partial abstinence. Yeah, but I'm going to say okay. no. I'm going to say no. no. Okay. Janelle, can you tell me, on a day of partial abstinence, may meat be eaten by a Catholic? Partial abstinence, okay? So I'm going to say yes, um, but only you can only have meat once. Hey, now. Yes, because like it's Janelle's a answer. partial abstinence. Hmm. All right, so let me summarize here, Stephen. Uh, Janelle is like, yes, of course, partial abstinence, but you can only have it once. And David is, no, absolutely not. No Doesn't matter how many times. 15 seconds on the clock. Who's right? Who's wrong? Stephen, what say you? Okay, I don't know the answer to this one either, so I'll say uh, you can. Survey says... Well done. Well done, yeah. Steve. Nice Woo! guess. Nice guess. You're in the cup. Praise be to God. Woo! In fact, you are right. Partial abstinence. You can have meat, but only once per day. Now, I'm sure there's also a limit to it. Can't be like a 20 ounce steak. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I'm sure it's got to be something fairly reasonable. But uh, but by the grace of God, I, I'll take that meat once per day on a partial abstinence day. So congratulations, Stephen. You're in the cup. You've made it. How do you feel so far? I'm always blessed, no matter what. Amen. Thanks be to God. I love that. It's a good answer. All right, let's see if we can't double your chances then with this third question, see if we can get you in there again. Uh, We'll go back to Janelle. Janelle, can you tell me, what is the term the court or administrative offices through which the Pope governs the church? What do we call his his government, so to speak? His government? Ooh, Mm -hmm, the court mm -hmm. or okay. Um, I'm going to go with officina. <laughs> I'm sorry. It was morning allergies. Mm-hmm. 
Um, God I'm bless sorry, you. So you, you said uh, officina. Yes, officina. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's just go see what David has to say. David, can you tell me what is the term for the court? or administrative offices through which the Pope governs the church. By the way, your local diocese uses the same term. Okay. Nice. Uh, uh, David, what, what would say you? The curia. The curia. The curia. I mean, we say that all the time, uh, mm-hmm. you, you know, and it's it's got five letters. Uh, the court has the that, <laughs> got five that num- The court has five letters. It, it's my okay. final answer. It's got to be it. Where you're going with that. <laughs> a connection to five letters here. Yes. Okay, so it makes sense. You're, you're definitely not saying officina then. No, no, no. The curia. Okay. The curia. The curia. Yes. Okay. Yes. So David is on the hook for the curia, and Janelle is on the hook for officina. 15 seconds on the clock. Who's right? Who's wrong? Janelle or David? Stephen, what say you? I think it's officina. Are you sure? Well, I'm in the Legion of Mary, and we have a curia, but there's a level greater than that, so I have to put, that's why I say that. Survey says, I'm so sorry. Oh, in fact, (laughs) (laughs) nice try, though, Stephen. In fact, it is the curia. Yeah, the curia is the official term for the administrative offices through which the Pope and your local ordinary actually govern their mm-hmm. churches. Yes. So. Officina is actually sense. Spanish for office. <laughs> so. <laughs> See, yeah, they're, they're very that. tricky people. Know. Say it again. I knew it was Spanish. I knew that it was Spanish, but, you know, I know that I'm with the Legion of Mary and we have mm. uh, three different levels and it wasn't the name, but that was the choice I made, and I was wrong. So I'm Praise to be go. to God. We are grateful that you played the game with us today, and you're in the cup. You still could win, and it's happened with only one entry in the past on yes. several occasions. So Last it could winner. be God's will yeah. for you. Stephen, we're grateful for you playing the game. We're going to put you on hold and grab your information, but God bless you, and have a great day. And God bless you, and you have a blessed day as well. And everyone feel well. Praise be to God. That is going to do it for the radio side of our program. Praise be to Jesus. We're going to uh, say goodbye, and uh, we'll see you back here 6 a.m. Central, 7 Eastern, for the radio program, Catholic Drive Time. We'll stick around for a few minutes, just wrap up in the after show. Thank you for joining us on Your Catholic Drive Time, where it is our pleasure to keep you informed and inspired. Join us Monday through Friday at the same time, right here on your favorite Catholic radio station. Don't forget to connect with us. Just go to facebook.com forward slash Catholic Drive Time. Again, that's facebook.com forward slash Catholic Drive Time. Be sure to share more than just us today. Share Jesus with everyone you meet. Bye now, and God love you. All right, praise be to God. Welcome to the after show. Just for a minute here, a minute or two before we say goodbye finally for the day because uh, David needs to get ready for Brie Dale's program coming up at the top of the hour. Uh, praise Jesus. Uh, Adrian Fonseca, welcome uh, welcome back to your first after show in over a week. Uh, how do you feel? Feels great. Feels good to be back in the saddle at least a little bit. It's uh, hard, man. I, this whole doing the show remotely is so hard. Yeah, I much prefer to be in studio, but uh, you know, I mean, we're here, so praise be to God for it. You know, it kind of. I'm trying to think of an analogy where 
it kind of describes how it how it feels. It's it's like when you have to put gloves on and then do work, but you lose the sensitivity in your fingers, and you're still trying to do that finite work. It's a little like that, you know. There's a there's a there's a lack of sensitivity because of uh, the the remoteness, you know, having to pull certain things off and you can't hear very well, you know, sort of the finite details of some of the background uh, elements or, you know, having to, uh, I have to actually, to hear the caller, I have to call in on my cell phone and, uh, and listen this way, but then I end up hearing myself again and it, it's just yeah, so that's horrible. I didn't. I was like, <laughs> it's tricky. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's it's, it's doable. I pull it off, uh, but it's just, it's not it's not great. Um, it just is what it is. But that's what we have to do in order to keep the show going. Um, so I'm looking forward to being back in the studio. We're just gonna play it. We're just playing it extra, a little safe, a couple days, just to make sure that we're not gonna get anybody in the studio sick. We don't want to do that. Um, what is that noise? Oh, <laughs> Bree and Joey are jumping on from Rome. Good morning to you, Bree. Good morning. Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. We're in the after show, so uh, we're still hanging out for a minute or two before we sign off and let you guys take over. How, how, how is life in the Eternal City? Oh, man. What happened this past week? Nothing right. important. It was n- d- business as usual, I hear. Yeah, business warm. as usual. <laughs> pretty casual. <laughs> Unfortunately, a little too usual. Unfortunately. Uh, speaking of which, uh, Joey Mignola is there. Good morning to you, Joey. Morning, Joe. How are you? Praise God I'm alive. Yeah, just uh, nice and toasty here. So it's, uh, In Rome? What's the what's the temperature like there? Uh, today it's 30 right now. So that's. Uh, I don't even know 90, what that means, dude. 90 <laughs> something. I have to, now I have you're to speaking con- my language. I have to convert it to freedom units. I forget. Hang on. Exactly. Uh, exactly. Yeah. It's, uh, it's 82. It's 82 here. Right 82. Now. Oh, hold on. Let me weep a tear for you, Joey. 82. Well, I, I grew up in Las Vegas. So trust me, I understand the heat better than most. So it's, it's not quite, we're not quite at Nero levels yet here in Rome, but it, we're getting, we're getting closer. That's well, hilarious. at this time of day, it's not too bad. It's it's uh, seventy nine degrees outside right now, so it's not too the bad. Sun's right now. not even up yet. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know, the weather is very like um, Houston. Really, it, humidity level two. Yeah. Really? Yeah, it's, wow. it's it's incredibly humid here. Actually, it, it, I mean, you don't think about it, but there's a river like that runs right through the middle of the city, which and a it, sea. Yeah, and like, we're on the we're on the, the the Mediterranean, so it's not too far away either. There's a lot of water. Uh, wow, and it's, it is very humid. It's so this this last weekend it was really nice and cool, like probably low seventies, a little breeze. It was beautiful, beautiful, perfect, perfect summer weather. Uh, and now it's back up to being sweltering and humid and hot and gross. I love it. I don't know what's wrong with you people. Well, <laughs> what do you mean, you people? I'm offended. <laughs> I, she was looking straight at you when she said that. I, that's what I, I thought. I actually I felt like that. it. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> okay, before we, before I have to say goodbye to my audience who's still hanging out with us, by the way, uh, what's on your show today, Bree? What are you guys talking about? Oh, just some kind of document that came out. <laughs> you know, it's interesting, uh, and also some pretty interesting like disinformation. Okay, coming out of like um, politics. Yeah. Were you surprised to see the the moto proprio get picked up on secular news the way it did? No. 
you thought it would be, I, I guess I was. I mean, uh, the Pope, uh, you know, oh, abrogating man. Benedict XVI, some more in Pontificum, I'm surprised to see that make the news. Yeah, me too. The secular news. Yeah, but any, you know, any, any time is, that the... Um, I, oh, go ahead, Brie. Go ahead, Joey. I have a little bit of a lag. So uh, I, I think what's interesting is that the the media generally picks up on stuff when Pope Francis does something against the more conservative people within the Catholic faith. So was I surprised that it came out? Not, not particularly. I expected them to say something considering they pick up on everything he says that fits within their narrative. So, um, it, you know, it's weird to see some things like that, that you wouldn't normally see like Catholic news doesn't usually make the, uh, make the the, right. the five o'clock news but for exactly. this particular one it did and it's like ah, it's because he's sticking it to the to the to the traditional is trying to make it a little bit harder for them to do some things yeah for sure yeah my uh, my buddy who's a convert to the faith i was saying during the show it was pretty funny he uh we were hanging out after mass and he tell he tells me he goes yeah my dad who doesn't keep up with the church at all because he's not catholic he went up to me he was listening to uh to i guess fox news or something and he goes yeah, I heard uh, heard Pope Man shut down your mask, dude. <laughs> Pope Man. Pope Man. I thought that was so funny. I was like, I've never heard anyone refer to the Pope as a Pope Man. So that, that cracked me up. <laughs> All right. Well, praise be to God. We're going to uh, wrap up here at Catholic Drive Time so we can give way to Bree and Joey so they can prepare. I need to get uh, Adrian and David working on getting their show set up and ready to go, make sure everything is going to go really well since they were not on with us last week um so hopefully they'll have a great show today but god bless you all thanks for hanging out with us today uh melinda and colin and uh and uh, everybody over on uh, youtube side angelo and saint Teresa of avila and mike k clarissa good morning to you all elizabeth thanks for hanging out with us today we're very grateful to uh to all of you uh tammy and uh whoever 77 phoenix fire 77 is from manila that's kind of cool. You're a first-time uh, commenter. Praise be to God. Uh, thanks for commenting. Normally, we like to lavish a lot more love. But... Well, there you go. You got it. Amen. Yeah, amen. Praise be to God. Thanks for doing that. Uh, buddy, buddy, Kanan, we'll have to pick up your conversation tomorrow, maybe. Uh, Glenn Trahan, good morning to you. Praise be to God. Glenn and Elizabeth and, uh, and Marina Sousa, good morning to you. Thank you all for hanging out here. Sean, good to see you, my friend. Praise be to God. Don. Good to see you again. Praise be to Jesus. Lori, Patty, uh, good morning to you. Two Lori's today. Lori, thanks for hanging out with us. Um, Gloria, good morning to you. Josh Null, good morning to you. Joaquin, uh, thanks for hanging out with us today. Douglas, praise be to God, Douglas. I don't know if you're a first-time commenter or not, but uh, we're glad to see you. Jesus Robles, uh, good morning to you. Praise be to God. All right. That's going to do it. God bless you. God love you. We'll see you back here 6 a.m. 7 Central for another round. I'm not sure who's on the agenda, but uh, we'll have a great show lined up. Coming up at the top of the hour is uh, Breedale and Joey Mignon. Check out Intersections. They're going to be covering the Moto Proprio as well. So lots of great insight conversation coming your way live on the GRN Online uh, website or YouTube page. Praise be to God. Till then. All right, Adrian, you can uh, cut the feed. God love you all.
everything good on y'all's end? Um, I hear yeah. an echo. Yeah, your, oh, that's your audio is... Oh, that's why. There you go. That's why I was trying to get you to mute yourself for a minute ago. Because I could hear you moving your chair around when Joe was trying to talk. Adrian, how are you feeling? I feel great. Um, Out of your face looks good. Thanks. That's your good side. That's that's my good side. I got my camera over here. My my laptop doesn't even have a camera, so I'm using my Sony as my webcam. So it'd be like that sometimes. Um, David, you're gonna have to change the uh, caster streaming key. Oh yeah. Yes, sir. So I would go back, scroll all the way. Uh, you need to open up. You need to open up Caster. Maybe I can log. Do log me in. I can't remember how to do this. All right, hold on a second. Okay, I think I got that right. Okay, I think I have us OBS ready to go. Okay. Uh, um, open up Caster. Open up Caster. You're going to have to stop streaming. So stop streaming, stop recording, stop virtual camera. All that needs to be turned off while you do this. Yeah, okay. every, everything's off. Awesome. Now go to Caster. Uh, go to CDT, not CDT all-in-one. CDT all the way at the top. You scroll all the way to the top. You'll see that one. All right, hold on. You're going too fast. Uh, just Caster... You scroll all the way to the top on caster, you'll see CDT, not the one that says CDT dash all in one, not that one. Uh, the one all the way at the top left. Uh, it's asking for my sign in to caster. Okay, that would be, I, I, let me just see if I can find it real quick. Is it asking for that? Uh, give me a second. It is. GRN online password Guadalupe capital G 1531. Ay, ay, ay. GRN online. Is the user. Pass is capital G Guadalupe fifteen thirty one. All right, sorry. Say that again for the email use. Uh, Username is Guadalupe capital G, and then fifteen thirty one. Did it work? Hold on. <clears throat> yeah, so I'm on the dashboard. Okay, yes. Uh, live, live streams? Yes. At the very top left, you'll see CDT. Yes. 
Not the one at the very bottom that says CDT all-in-one. Not that one. It says just CDT, top okay. left. All right, click on that. Yes, sir. If you go over to the right, you'll see waiting for stream. Underneath that, you'll see RNTP, RTMP, and then underneath that, you'll see streaming key. Correct. Copy that. You can highlight and copy it or just click the copy button. It doesn't matter. And right. go back to OBS. Okay. Okay, now that you're back at OBS, go to File, Settings. Is it the same settings over here to the right? Uh, yes, same settings. Okay. And then go to Stream. And once you're at Stream, you'll see Stream Key. Correct. Highlight that and paste what you copied. Got it. Once, once you do that, hit apply on the bottom right. Got it. And then okay. Got it. Now you can start virtual camera again and everything else, and you should be streaming to here. Hit start streaming. Yes, sir. All right. Got it. Got it. And I'll let you know when I see something pop up. Awesome. It's working. I see it. All right, good. Uh, give me a okay, second. So Let me, I got to get my uh, power cord. Hold on one second. Okay, no problem. This whole uh, working from home thing is not great. Yeah, it sounds uh, very convoluted. Yeah, very much so. Do we have like two two minutes until we have to start this party? Uh, you have uh, 15 minutes. Oh, we're going to start at 3. Do we normally start at 3? Am I just ridiculous? 8 a.m., yeah. 8 a.m. our time, yeah. Why did I think I was... I don't know. I don't know what I was thinking. Maybe it's just been a while since we did it. I guess I got on super early. Yeah, you yeah, did. I, I was pretty surprised. You usually don't show up until like... The last like, minute. Especially I, you. I, you. You show up like two minutes before we start. Yep. Just, just pop in and then... Ship it. Hoping Steal everything it. works. We'll, screw it. We'll do it live. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know why. I thought for some reason I was like I had two thirty in my mind uh, is like the well, time. So I was like I, had, I was like two twenty five. I was like oh man, this is gonna be terrible. Two thirty. Oh, what are we gonna do? Anyway, all right. I'm gonna go uh, <laughs> well, grab I'm some glad. water and some other stuff. I'd rather be early than late. The way things yes, are going. Yes. Amen. Let's 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 do that moving forward. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not bitter. <laughs> All right, so um, when we start the when we start the show, uh, you've got an image, uh, or what? Uh, let me back up. So when I start the show, what image do you want to show when we start? Okay, it? so there's a splash screen that I made. You can use that. Is yeah? Is it? Uh, it looks like there's a fa uh, priest. Uh, uh no not that oh. it looks like uh crud, i don't have the image on my computer at home that's okay 
it should be there should be another uh, thing in the presets. It says uh, intersection between faith culture. Yeah, Start, click that. Yeah, that one. That's, That's it. Yeah, and then uh, so really, it's just that. And then I have them, Bree and Joey, both pinned for the whole show, pretty much. Uh, yeah. So I got Bree on the left, Joey on the right. Uh, so that's ready to go. So yeah, that's no problem. That's basically it, right? That's basically it. If you want to during the show, I will switch between the two. But honestly, they both share the mic pretty uh, pretty liberally, so I you can get away with just uh, letting it run on its own. Uh, without switching between the two over and over again. I will do the live stream for you. Okay, cool. Okay, okay. Uh, so uh, I've been recording uh, these. Uh, I have the audio files from CDT, ex uh -huh. except for Monday. Uh, <gasps> I don't know what happened, dude. Like That's all right, man. No was, I was in panic mode. Uh, didn't know what to now, No problem, dude. You were thrown into a look to like worst, worst <laughs> situation ever. Well, I know. And, uh, it's kind of funny. I know we were talking about doing this and kind of, Oh, for the, in a couple weeks. Right. And, uh, boom, yeah. like, okay, it's, uh, and you get the, you get the full, full Adrian, uh, uh, one one uh, by yourself. You threw me with, in the water. Uh, you do. You threw me in the deep water, man. That's what happened. Yeah. I was like, how can I make sure that uh, that David learns this so when I'm gone, he can figure it out? I know. I just won't show up. Exactly. Like, okay, so, uh, that's one way to learn. That's one way to do it. Okay, so uh, let me save this real quick. Yeah. I'm putting them in the uh, folder, old show audios. Uh, I've been saving them as uh, MP3 files. They're so large. Yeah, I, I save them as MP3s as well. Because, yeah, if you save them as waves, it'll fill up crazy. Uh, real quick. Okay. Definitely don't want to do that. Uh, Ten minutes. <clears throat> Even had time for some coffee. Praise be to God. That means we're going to get uh, Joey with energy today. I always have energy. I just, I'm in low power mode. Battery <laughs> saver mode is my default. Got it. Noted. I'm like a little, uh, Opio Lungo, little, little long pole double shot of espresso. Sounds like a, sounds like a blast. Yeah, if I wasn't so just conditioned to caffeine already, it probably would get me pretty wired, but I drink a lot of this. Caffeine makes me sleepy. It's super weird. Seems counterproductive. Yeah, that is weird. Yeah. That's why I take I drink energy drinks because all the uh, vitamins and everything else wake me up. But if I drink caffeine, just like coffee, it just makes me need to use the restroom and sleepy. Yeah, I used to do, I love sugar-free Red Bull, like love it. Yeah. I don't know why. It's just, so I could, I could drink that stuff like all day. I, I just, I'm just like, yeah, all the time. 
Yeah, I just I crushed those bangs. It's horrible for me. Yeah. I hate myself. It used to be like that when I first joined the army. I drank a lot of uh, rock stars. And I started having this weird. <laughs> oh, rock stars so bad. <laughs> uh, dude, I was drinking like two or three a day, maybe four a day. <laughs> and um, I started having like weird back pains, and I was like, "This is weird. I'm too." Young. I was like 19. I was like, "I'm too young to have back pain. Like, what the heck?" I went to the doctor and they ran some tests on me and they were like, yeah, your kidneys are shutting down. So you should probably stop drinking that. And I was like, all right, noted. Okay. Water it is. That's crazy. Yeah. I don't drink anything on the weekends except water. And then I only, I limit myself to one energy drink a day. Cause yeah, that, that's so bad. Monday through Friday, I'll have an energy drink in the morning and then that'll be it. Because yeah, I don't want to end up like that. It was bad. Cause I was drinking not very much water. And they were like, yeah, I'm surprised you don't have kidney stones. Wow. Well, That's not fun. Bree, did the power go out of your house? <laughs> That's no bueno. Oh, okay, there, there she is. Go. There she is. <laughs> Let there be light. All right, Adrian. So uh, Simeon looks like it's ready. Uh, so I've got the big flashing green <clears throat> arrow flashing. Awesome. So, do you uh, want to test it to see if uh, the intro will play? Can I do that? Yeah, just hit it. It won't launch us on the radio. All right, here it goes. Live from the sun-drenched cobblestones Perfect. of the eternal... Okay. Perfect. That works. Awesome. I've been having a lot of issues with Simeon the past few weeks, so hopefully everything runs well. Oh, man, don't tell me that. Dude, is that I the software Simeon. you use to take it to the radio, or is that the streaming? You, you said you use stream, streamers? To, um, Caster? Caster is what you use. Yeah, Caster is what I use to stream, y'all. Simeon is what plays all of the elements, and then our tower, our uh, Comrex system in the studio is hooked up to our tower site, which will broadcast us to the stations. I wonder which of the three uh, uh, Little commercials we're going to get today. Is it going to be the one on uh, relative, uh, relativism? Probably or on is relativism. Is it going to be relativism? Or I've heard the other one, like sex addiction. There's another. There's only like three that we get. There's That's it. Those are the only yeah, ones. Yeah, we have like 60, and somehow we only get the same three. I'm hoping for relativism today. That's my, <laughs> my go-to. It's going to be something relevant. So, Adrian, I do, I do nothing. I touch nothing. Touch nothing, do nothing. I will launch you on Facebook and YouTube at the appropriate time. Usually I make uh, Bree and Joey be silent for the last minute or so. I mute them, and then I'll unmute them once the music starts. And uh, after that, just let it run. Uh, you might want to mute them during the breaks, but otherwise, yeah. All right, so the only way I mute them is uh, turning off pod 12. Pod 12, but uh, and uh, cast uh, Comrex Bree should be connected via Comrex. Oh, yikes! I don't see that. Hold on, okay. So you need to go to uh, I'm glad you said that. Stack, okay. I mean, you need to go not stack, you need to go to uh, brick. I see, uh, connect to intersections, okay. So connect on intersections. All right, she's connected, y'all are connected. Yes, you're going to have to turn the volume all the way to the top. Uh, on Comrex? On Comrex. It's going to have to be all the way to the top. Wow. All right. So uh, turn Testing on. Testing, Bree. Turn on Comrex. Yep. It needs to be on. It needs to be. The button needs to be pushed. Plus 15. Plus 15. All right. Can you hear us? Uh, can you 
Uh, Bree, testing, one, two, three. Nope, can't hear her. No. Uh, are you, uh, is the yellow light on, on the Comrex? Okay, now it's on. Okay, maybe. No. Nope. No. Uh, okay. So I have Comrex on. I have Comrex on. Uh, all the way to the top. Here, I'm going to FaceTime you. Show me what the board looks like. How come we can hear Joey, though? Oh, I'm on, connected uh, via Zoom. Sorry. Yeah, that, you're right. That, right. Yeah, Bree said she can hear us. We could hear you a second ago okay. when we were talking. So the the button that says Q, turn that off. There we go. All Bree, right. can you hear us? Can you? Nothing. Show me the rest of the board. Let's see. Comrex is on. That's on. That's on. Hmm. Everything is working properly, so we should be able to hear. Now, Bree's uh, mic is uh, muted on the Zoom. Computer. Yeah, because she's, yeah, it's normal. Via, yeah, she's on she Comrex. Yeah, okay. Does Bree need to disconnect okay. and reconnect? Try, yeah, Bree, try disconnecting, and David, try reconnecting to Bree. All right. Ow. Oh, did I show you this? Okay, so. Uh... Okay, so she's, okay, hit connect. Okay, they're connected, so Bree, can you hear? There you go. There we go. All right. There it is. Woo! Three, three minutes, 15 All right, seconds. three minutes. Woo-wee. Praise be to God. Yeah. Whatever thanks. can go wrong will go wrong at the worst possible time. I found that out last week, Adrian. <laughs> Sunday night? <laughs> <laughs> One day your stream deck did not work. Um, yeah, it does that. Now you tell me. Okay. <laughs> working as intended. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Define working. Exactly. It's a, it's a moving variable. It's a relative term. Okay, uh, so I got Bree all the way up. I've got pod 12 at zero. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. All right. That's the game plan. All right. All right. That's the game. All right. In about a minute, uh, just mute them. At a minute, at a minute, okay. Yeah. Hey, when when we're in the intro, can I start talking where I don't sound like I'm trying to scream over the intro music? Is yeah. it like okay? Is it like fifteen seconds, twenty seconds in or so? Uh so as soon as the they stop talking, you can start you can talk. Okay. Gotcha. I'll probably give it a second or two just in case. And if you start talking and it's too loud, David can lower the volume of the um of the sound. Yeah, does it okay. come does it come on loud at the beginning? Yeah, that comes on loud. The music going out is slow. It it starts off very, very quiet and goes up very slow. All right, I'll start at minus five. Well, it's, uh, you, you can zero. start the show. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Okay. Um, a minute 30. Any last uh, things to talk about? All right, you sound good. Bro. Awesome. Okay. All right, uh, 15 more seconds, and I'll turn off the mics.
All right, I'm going to hop off then. Adios, amigos. I'll start the stream in a second. So as soon as y'all are muted, uh, all right, catch y'all on the flip side. Okay.